This is episode 17 of the Shauna Kay Show. Welcome to the Shauna Kay Show. I'm your host, Shauna Kaminsky, health, wellness, and anti-aging specialist, and the best-selling author of the book, Lose Your Menopause Belly. I'll provide simple lifestyle hacks for you to regain your health and get your sexy back. Tune in for practical, easy, actionable steps to upgrade your health today. How do you feel about change? Many of us resist change at all costs, but change is actually a catalyst to personal growth. Whether you're looking to change your eating, your fitness, your job, or even a relationship, you're going to get some great ideas in this podcast. Today's guest, Joy Parrish of the Girls Gone Wad podcast, discusses how she's used change to become her best self, and she gives some fantastic tips on how to manage life-giving change in our life. Now, she's originally from Mesa, Arizona, and she moved to to Colorado for graduate school. She is a licensed professional mental health therapist and she works for Kaiser Permanente. Uh, She has a therapy dog, JT, and they are professionally trained service team through the Canine Companions for Independence. She's a fitness instructor and she adores learning about people and hearing their stories. She loves exploring new places and finding new creative ways to give back to the world. Now, she and Claire started their podcast, Girls Gone Wad Podcast. There'll be a link in the show notes. You're going to have to check it out. And now they have over 200 episodes. Podcasting has changed their lives, and they look forward to seeing how this creative medium evolves. Now, today we're going to talk about getting comfortable outside your comfort zone. Hey, Joy. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. Hi, Shauna. Uh, You know, I know I didn't do you justice with my introduction. So can you tell us just a little bit more about yourself? You probably did a great job with the introduction. So don't even worry about it. Um, I, uh, let's see, where do I begin? I went to school in Arizona, or I grew up in Arizona, and um, went to college there. And then I moved to Colorado for my uh, under, or I'm sorry, my my master's degree. So I went to school in Arizona for my undergrad and then moved to Colorado for my master's degree to go to school for counseling psychology. And I um, obtained a master's degree in counseling psychology in 2003. I always get the year. It's been a long time. Um, And so I started working with children and adolescents and families doing counseling for about a good 12 years, but I've always had an interest in fitness as well. So that's something that I've done simultaneously. And I did, I started really getting into fitness and wellness when I was in college, just as a way to relieve stress and kind of balance out your life when you're trying to study all the time, but take care of yourself at the same time and really took advantage of the rec center at the university. So I was always swimming or working out or, you know, something along those lines, taking classes. And so I got into instructing as well, because that was just something that I felt like I could do for extra money. Um, So I became a certified fitness instructor in college. And then, uh, uh, you know, fast forward to grad school, I got into teaching spinning class, um, cycling classes, 
kickboxing classes, then I got into running. And so kind of just, you know, evolved. I think we all have that journey where we we go from one thing to another and uh, fitness evolves. And so that's kind of a mishmash of my background. But, um, you know, the long and short of it is I have really uh, paved a way for myself to be a mental health therapist. So I do practice therapy and Currently, I'm working for Kaiser Permanente, which is a insurance provider in Colorado, and it's in certain regions of the United States, but it's not everywhere. But uh, we provide insurance as well as healthcare, so it's an integrated healthcare system. And so, I'm really passionate about mental health as well as fitness, and I also love that Kaiser really kind of integrates the two of those together. So um, they're really forward thinking in terms of how wellness contributes to your health and and mental health as well. Right. And, and your fitness kind of led to, to uh, CrossFit and now you're CrossFit um, instructor level one and two. And then, and then um, the uh, girls gone wad podcast. Yeah. So that's involved. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big thing. I kind of left out of my bio here, but I, (laughs) um, I started, let's see. So, uh, you know, from, from the fitness evolution, when CrossFit started to really uh, actually, I should CrossFit wasn't a big thing when I started. So when I was starting CrossFit, I uh, no one really knew about it. It was a pretty kitschy underground thing, and anyone who knew uh, CrossFit or knew that you did CrossFit was like, "Oh, it's kind of like this voodoo taboo thing that <laughs> you're not many people." Yeah, no, yeah, you're going to get hurt, and there's not a lot of people that do it. And if you do do it, you're probably throwing up after every workout. So that's kind you're of the nutty. mentality of how CrossFit was when I started it. And I started it when I was back in um, working at a different job at the time. And it was just a bunch of uh, lawyers and therapists and we'd get together and we would work out after work um, in our little work gym. And uh, after my first workout, I think my first workout was Karen. Oh, I'm thinking, what is this? I I think everyone kind of remembers their first time where they're like, what is this? You, You look at the workout and you're like, that's it. Right. After the fact, you're like, oh my gosh, what just happened to me? So, um, so then when I, you know, I was doing CrossFit out of a garage more or less for a while. And then when I started to look for another job and kind of transitioning out of that, my friends were like, you should really join a CrossFit gym. You, you know, this is a place where we're kind of unofficially doing it, but you could really advance and do well. Uh, just, you know, for your own personal goals, not that I had any sights of being a competitor, but just in terms of developing your fitness, I, I decided to seek out a CrossFit gym. So I, um, I was running one day (laughs) in my neighborhood and training for a marathon. And I remember running by a CrossFit gym and I was like, Oh, there's one in my neighborhood. And so, you know, the rest is history. I walked in the gym one morning and I never looked back and I've been with the same gym for seven years. Cool. Um, so it's, it's a huge part of my life. It's where I, I met Claire, who's my co-host for the Girls Gone Wild podcast. And that's, uh, we started that five, uh, just over five years ago. Uh, nice. po- podcasts weren't really a big thing either. And so we, uh, we like to pride ourselves and we were the first uh, unofficial CrossFit because we can't call ourselves a CrossFit podcast, but we were the first CrossFit podcast, unofficial CrossFit yes. podcast for women. Nice. Um, and we've just really built up an amazing community. We could not be happier with how that's how that's gone and the people we've met along the way. 
I love it. Well, you know, you're really forward thinking and innovative and all about reinvention because, you know, just by the sound of it is, you know, you're open to new ideas. And, you know, what, what encourages you or inspires you to kind of, you know, just be open to that? Like, uh, I, I wanted to bring you on because I feel like a lot of women, you know, they, they kind of tend to do the same thing and stay in that comfort zone. And, and you tend to always be like, based on what I know about you is you're always stretching yourself. So, so what makes you do that? Yeah. Well, it, first of all, I think it's a personal preference. I, I get bored very easily. Anyone who knows me uh, knows that I I try th- something for a little bit and then I move on to the next thing. So I think that's just a personality trait of I really like to mix things up. Now, it's interesting because I don't do that with my work. I mean, I, I, I stay at jobs for a really long time, so I'm not bouncing around you know, careers, right. but yeah. I like to bounce around with hobbies. And so um, I, I'm always looking for, I just feel like on an existential level, it's kind of my calling to do, uh, really interesting things in this world and to contribute to society. And so I'm kind of always looking for opportunities. I love meeting new people. I love trying new things. Um, and in terms of goals, I just think it's a satisfier when you're, you're striving for something to see how far you can push yourself. And I think that, you know, to be on this earth, we're really lucky to have this life experience. So um, why not look for opportunities to where you can push yourself and grow? And I also think that challenge is a part of being a human. And it's really, really, really tempting to stay in your comfort zone. And it's really comfortable to stay in your comfort zone because we don't like to feel pain and we don't like to feel discomfort. But the, the irony of that is that I, discomfort and challenges are the only way that you will then feel satisfied. <laughs> well, <laughs> because I, once I, you go through yeah. a challenge and once you go through something difficult, you look back and you're like, wow, I made it. I um, so it. that's kind of where we get in this catch 22. So that's why I'm always trying to just look for ways to have those experiences. It's not that I'm like seeking pain or suffering because it, it sucks sometimes. Like right. going through a lot of personal stuff right now and it's really hard, but I have to just keep that mantra of, you know, I, I just, I would rather go through this and really develop as a human being and really uh, push myself as a human uh, and grow and learn lessons and maybe help someone else down the road with those same lessons than to just be in my nice little safe bubble. Even Absolutely. though it feels great some, most of the time, it just, it's just not how I want to live my life experience. Well, it's those challenges and overcoming them that makes you really feel alive. And kind of, it's like, like, you know, creating like the pressure that creates a diamond is that exactly that your best self comes forward, even though slogging through it, you might just be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. It's so empowering to, you know, to, to just do it. You know, just before we got on the podcast, we were talking about podcasting because you're, I would say a pro and I'm pretty new to it. And I just said, you know what, I'm, I don't have all the T's crossed and I's dotted. I just step forward because otherwise I just would never do it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the big thing is, is for me anyways, just being willing to fail in the beginning of starting anything new. And so I know for me, that's a secret to success. How do you feel about that? You know, that's, I love that you brought that up because one of my favorite 
pieces of advice I've ever received. And to this day, it rings in my head is one of my uh, prior previous mentors at one of my other jobs said, because I had a project that I was really wanting to put out into the world. Um, It's when I won those Emmys that we were talking about earlier, which I can briefly touch on because it's kind of a long story. Yes, I'd love to hear about those. But I remember I had this project idea and it was just burning inside of me. And I went to her and I said, I really have this idea and I just, I'm really scared to say it. And she was like, just tell me. And um, so I told her my idea and she goes, and I said, I just don't know where to start. And she's like, it doesn't matter. Just start. And I will never forget that because it has helped me in so many areas of yeah. my life to where you feel like you don't have any idea what you're doing, but you just keep moving forward and you just take yeah. one tiny baby step. Now that's not to say you should just, uh, I, I'm just not a fan of people just like up and leaving their jobs or up and leaving their marriages or up and leaving where they're yeah. living and just being like, I'm throwing caution to the wind because I feel Correct. like that's not what we're talking about. It no. doesn't have to be this extreme momentous gesture, but I think when you're trying something new or, or just wanting to take a step forward, life will give you feedback on whether or not you're on the right track. Correct. And that I mean, like once I started moving forward with this idea I mean, things just started rolling like fast, like moving so fast. Same thing with the podcast. I was like, hey, Claire, do you want to start a podcast? And she was like, sure. And so we just started, <laughs> we just started moving forward little by little. And then it just started rolling, like rolling, right. rolling, rolling. And so that's the thing is like you, you, life will give you feedback. We just get in our own way and we try to take control of the situation where honestly, you know, I'm just a big believer in like life will, will give you feedback. Like you'll yeah. get you'll get signs from God or the universe or whatever you believe in that you will, that you're on the right track. You just have to pay attention and not stay with it in your head. Um, I think we can stuck, get stuck behind computers and get stuck behind researching when really you have to get out in life and mix it up and just do it. Yeah. You have to be out in the world, uh, interacting with people and doing and doing instead of just, you know, researching and, and being behind a screen, trying to figure things out before you actually put anything into play. Yeah, I, I, yeah, just overthinking. And I'm, I'm kind of of the mind that when you're, when you have this like, you know, scary project or something that you want to step out into, and you're in your head with it, the fact is, is that it's like kind of like climbing up a mountain or going up a ladder that you can't see the next step be, yeah. until you kind of get to the next uh, riser or, you know, the next step in the journey, because then it'll reveal itself. It's kind of like seeing that horizon as you rise up, you'll, you'll get more information in terms of, okay, well, what, what's the next step? You don't need to know all the answers when you start, you just need to start. So Mm -hmm. I love that you said that. Maybe you could just tell us a little bit about those Emmys because I was very curious about those. <laughs> yeah. So everyone asks me if they're real anytime I either, you know, I haven't posted a picture of them in a while because it's been a long time. I mean, it's kind of like, all right, that's over. That chapter's closed. But um, I, when I was at my previous job, I used to work for the district attorney's office in Arapahoe, Douglas counties here in Colorado. And so I worked for a diversion program, which basically means I was working with at-risk youth who were getting in trouble with the law. And instead of going to court, they would send them to rehab or a counseling center, which is what we were. So we were a counseling program that helped teens kind of get back on their feet and learn their lessons from mistakes. And we just felt that when kiddos are getting in trouble with a law at a young age, it's a different reason than an adult. So we just, you know, in most cases for nonviolent crimes, we do not want to be putting these kids through the court system because it could actually do more harm than good. 
So I was working with a lot of teens and I just kept seeing day after day these, this pattern of parents not really listening to their children. Like they would just constantly over, over, uh, talk over them or belittle them or just kind of use this very punitive approach. And it just didn't feel good to, to me. And I just noticed when I was approaching these kids with a very warm and comforting and understanding vibe that they were just more receptive. And so um, my, my idea was, oh, I just want to put this message out into the world that like kids just need to be heard. And so my idea was to come up with some public service announcements and kind of make some videos where we're just highlighting teens and giving them a voice. And so I created a public service campaign called uninterrupted. And it was just based off of, um, kids saying, I, I, you know, giving them a platform to, to talk about what they wanted to talk about, whether it be their parents going through a divorce or just wanting to be seen, or maybe it was drug and alcohol addiction, or maybe it was, um, you know, whatever it may be that they were struggling with, I gave them a platform to speak. And we created these really short snippets of, um, you know, hey, this is what we're going through. And if you feel the same way, um, you're not alone type of thing. And so uh, we did about four years of these campaigns and we won regional Emmys almost every year with these campaigns. And so it was really one of those things where I just could never have imagined um, uh, getting to that place. Or I mean, we, we were just setting out to do it just because I thought it would be a really important project that would touch these kids' lives. And then we ended up winning all these, you know, great awards, which was awesome. Um, definitely not expected. And, yeah. uh, you know, people were, were kind of like, is that a real Emmy? It's like, yeah, it's a real Emmy. And so I don't think people realize that Emmys don't all live in Hollywood. Right. You can win a regional Emmy. You can win an Emmy that is, you know, you don't have to go to the the primetime Emmys to win an Emmy. So I think that's where people get really confused. It's like, oh, they only live in Hollywood. But um, there's chapters of Emmys uh, throughout the United States. And so we cool. won what's called a regional Emmy, which is in our region. Nice. Um and we won four of those. And so that was, uh, gosh, from like 2007 to 2012 is when we were doing that project. And it was just such a rewarding experience. And the kids um, really did an amazing job. Well, what I, what I really love about it is that it was passion driven. You didn't, you didn't set, set out to be like, Hey, I'm going to win some Emmys. Like that was just like, yeah. I mean, with anything, if you focus on the outcome, you're just missing the journey. You're just so missing the point. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the, the beauty of stepping out of the comfort zone because it's actually not the destination. It's who you become in the process of getting to, say, winning that Emmy. Mm-hmm. Like, had you set out in the beginning to be like, I'm going to do this to win an Emmy, you know, you might not ever have gotten there. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, and exactly. I think that's such a powerful message that we all have this, um, you know, we all have this passion inside that, that whether it's to help youth or to help the environment or you know, that if we listen to that small voice and then take a step in faith, even when we don't know the answer, we don't know the how, we might know the what of, you know, you wanted to help youth. So -hmm. that's just such a perfect example of, you know, stepping forward in faith based on, you know, this passion to, to do good and help these youth. So that's, that's super exciting for you. So, um, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit in that I, I I wanted to just get your opinion on why do you think people just don't, don't do that, that they just stay still? Um, 
That's a really deep question that I think is super individual. Now, it's not to say I'm trying to dodge that question, but I think I think for the most part, a lot of it has to do with the patterns we've established in our lives. So if you were kind of always the person that, or, or the, the role models you had growing up didn't really do a lot to push themselves, maybe that just is what you were around. Um, I'm a big believer in, um, you know, how you're raised is influences a lot uh, how you are now. And I mean, it's kind of hard to, to avoid that. And so yeah. it could be that people just have different interests. I think wherever you are, if you're happy, that's great. Some people truly just want to live uh, a quiet life and that's fine too. And they can contribute in, um, in different ways. But I think for the most part, we're as humans, we're kind of driven to grow. Um, so I get. So I think if we want to talk about the people that that are scared to do it, then we're talking about a different population as well. Where yeah. if you're looking at goals and you're scared to do it, um, truly, <laughs> it's all because we're afraid of failure. And I think that that is a piece too. Or you want to look at how you've always viewed failure, how you viewed failure growing up or how, how failure was seen in your household or how your, you know, your mentors handled failure growing up and the messages you received around failure. Now, I think in this society, we're all faced with a lot of social media and a lot of things that look very beautiful. And so failure isn't always, I think we're doing a better job now, but for the past two years, I think it was very much a curated, perfect life that we were showing. And now I think people are starting to, you know, people are smart and they're realizing that isn't real life. And so I think the pendulum is swinging the other way, which is great. But I think that we just need to become comfortable with really looking silly and stupid and, and make fun of ourselves. Yeah. Um, I, I went through that journey and I still am going through that journey. I think I will until I die. But, uh, you know, the podcast has taught me a lot about just putting yourself out there and just being okay with it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'll say really quickly is that, you know, making fun of yourself in a tasteful, like playful, not, not trying to, um, you know, push down pain, but just kind of being able to laugh at yourself and, and just not beat yourself up is so huge. And I've, I'm still learning how to do that. Well, and I mean, I, I fall back on Thomas Edison that said, you know, in his 10,000 tries to create the incandescent bulb that, you know, he, he, one would say he failed and failed, but he said nothing was failure. It was all feedback. So if we can just use that to grow and step forward. And the other thing I wanted to say is that, you know, when I talk about change, I might just be saying, you know, change your diet a bit, or maybe try to exercise. Like, I don't mean that, you know, we're off to get a Nobel Peace Prize or, you know, change the world in a bigger, like some, some people are going to make those big changes. But you know, lots of us, I feel like we need to challenge ourselves to do just small changes. Yeah. Yeah. I think taking small, I think we, we get caught up in the big picture. We Correct. get caught up in the big, uh, we get caught up in the, in having everything kind of be in place before we kind of take that first step. So I think that that's a really good point. So for someone that, that knows that they need to make a change, whether it's like a career change, a, like a location change, a relationship change, like a big change, or maybe even just a small change that, you know what, I need to work on my fitness or I need to, you know, um, start meditating or just like those, those baby steps or some people may want to take big leaps. What would be the first step that you would suggest 
in, in moving ahead? Um, I, I'm a huge fan of kind of like writing things down. So I think journaling or doing some sort of reflection, you don't have to sit down with pen and paper. I think that works well for me, but I think some type of reflection is really good and getting quiet. So I would actually, um, kind of give myself some time to do that and kind of sort out my thoughts. Now, I think the, the, the biggest error that we all make, I've done this, I'm including myself in all of these examples is that we tend to, think of the worst case scenario. So if you're going to be re- leaving a relationship, my, my guess is, well, what if I don't find someone else? What if this is all I have for a job? What if there's nothing, nothing better? What if I'm leaving something that's really good? So we always question that what we're leaving, that we're going to regret, regret leaving. Um, I can guarantee you <laughs> with like almost 99% certain, certainty that something better is always going to be around the corner. If you're questioning whether or not you should stay in something, it already means you're outgrowing it. So if that. you're if you're sitting in this you know um, idea that well, what if I don't find something better? That's a really small thought. That's a small thought, and so that to me says I have so much more to grow. And you're you're the 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 mere question is your soul speaking to you saying we want something better so like the lower you know false self is saying well we what we're fine here like yeah. everything's just so, like it's the difference between being like mediocre versus you can just be kick ass and so yeah. if you want to stay mediocre that's fine but you should never you should just really expect that that voice is going to come up like expect it and be ready for it. So maybe like in your journaling, be like, okay, so when the critic comes in of like me questioning this decision, what am I going to do? You know, so you just have to expect that that's a part of the process, that the questioning is 100% human and to um, always be aware of, okay, is this a small thought because I'm, it's based in fear or is this a thought just because it's trying to be rational? And I, I truly believe in just being a, like making smart decisions. Like I'm the type of person that I will never leave a job. I just, this is me, right? This works for me. I will never leave a job before I have another job. I right. just, it's just my preference. And it's something that I truly feel um, my personality works best with that. I create best in that scenario where right. if I was to kind of just jump with no net um, and some might say, well, you can just kind of make things work. I just, I, I am more creative when I have something kind of planned out in that sense. Right. But I think when people want to take us even a small step towards something or even kind of playing with an idea, the first case scenario they always think of is, well, what if it's worse? I, I love that you say that if we have that, that idea coming up to challenge us to something more, that that already means that we need to take the step. Yeah. And I feel like it's just those old paradigms that wants to keep us, you know, safe, that keeps questioning about, you know, this might be worse. It, like Always. all the negative thinking. Always. Yeah. And I've it, never seen someone take a step and then be like, wow, I wish, I really wish I would have stayed. Like, I, it just never works out that way. And even if you were like, wow, I kind of regret leaving that job, but maybe I'll go back someday. It's just like, you I've never met someone who's like, yeah, I really regret leaving that bad job. Like, I just, I mean, because it's safety. And I think the biggest thing too is money. People 
really, we need to pay our bills. Like I, that's just how I was raised too, is that's why I said I'll never leave a job without another job because I have just been in the type of mentality my whole life where I need to take care of myself and pay my bills. And so that's, that is me. Like some people in life may not have to worry about that. That's great. But that's just, you know, one of the things where you have to find what works for you and never compare yourself to someone else's situation. Right. Yes. Because we don't know the whole story on, on everybody else's situation. Yeah. And, and I, I really feel that we're a self-fulfilling prophecy so that if we decide that, okay, I've made this step and, oh my gosh, it's really worse, then, yeah. it, then it could be worse. Mm-hmm. But if we take the step in, in faith and confidence that this is going to be something better for us, we have to know that there's going to be a few bumps along the way, but then just look at the small wins and celebrate those small wins. And, you know, what you focus on grows Right. Because say, for example, when you were doing that project or when you were starting the podcast and you focused on everything that went wrong, you would not be standing where you are today. Oh, no way. There's no way. I mean, there's so many times, yeah, where I was questioning, what am I doing? I have no history or background or education in film. Um, I'm a fraud. I'm a fake. You know, it's that whole imposter syndrome that's very Correct. popular. And so I think that though that you have when ev- when we all kind of look at that as part of the human experience and that we all go through that and it's a part of the process of moving forward, then I think it's easier to take those steps. Like when you expect it, it's like we have to prepare for a fight a little bit because our yeah. minds are like as a human being, we are wired to be in protective mode. Um, and we don't want to suffer. And we don't like our biggest fear is being like homeless on the street or, you know, what fill yeah. in the blank of whatever your biggest fear is. And so when you expect that, like the bigger you dream, the bigger the fears are going to be. So I think that that's another piece to remind yourself of. It's yes. like, well, this is all part of the process. And when I'm expecting that, it makes it a little bit easier to tolerate. I think that's fabulous advice to just take the step in faith expect some bumps and then just keep moving mm-hmm. and and know that I love that you said the bigger the dream the bigger the fears and mm-hmm. and you know negative voices and so you just have to step up a little in a bigger way yeah. well, joy I've really enjoyed speaking to you I think it's just really important for women I just love having women that that are you know walking um, by example in taking chances and, you know, following your own dreams, because I really want to encourage women to, you know, not only follow their, most of my, you know, podcasts are about health and fitness, but it really is about total wellness. So whether your, you know, your dream is to have that dream body or to have that dream job or relationship, it's, it's a similar process. So all these lessons that you speak about, we can transfer to all areas of our life. So it's just been so great having you with your, your message. Um, Where can people find more of joy? Thank you, Shauna. That was really nice. Uh, So the, biggest place that I am on social media is Girls Gone Wad podcast. I, I don't really do a lot of my personal uh, social media. So Girls Gone Wad podcast is where you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media challenge, uh, channels. You can just search Girls Gone Wad and that's W-O-D. It stands for workout of the day. If you're not a CrossFitter, it's kind of a yeah. CrossFitty kitschy term. Yeah. So <laughs> Girls Gone Wad podcast. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you guys are out there listening and want to listen to our podcast, we have a lot of fun. You don't have to do CrossFit to listen. Yes. Um, we have a lot of really fun, uh, just normal girlfriend banter. So we'd love to have you join our community as well. 
Yeah, it's a great podcast. And, and I know that uh, not all my listeners uh, are, are CrossFitters by any stretch of the imagination, but they, everyone will benefit because it's, it's just a great podcast. And I will have a link in the show notes. And I just want to thank you again. I really appreciate it. That's it for today. This has been the Shauna Kay Show. Head to podcast.shaunakay.com for show notes and more. See you next time.